Welcome to the Discovery Nutrition Podcast. I'm Nathan Baldwin, a dietitian and specialist in helping people overcome the emotional and behavioral struggles that hold them back from making long-term changes. In this podcast, we explore rediscovering the joy with food, moving away from a diet mentality and working with our negative emotions to help create a more meaningful life that you love and you want to continue living. So thanks very much for joining me here again for episode two of the podcast. Uh, Really exciting that I'm getting started. It's something that I've thought about for so long Um, and sitting here and recording these, it's something that I really enjoy and I hope that it's going to be enjoyable for you as well. Um, So to start us off here, I just want to ask a big favor if I can. If you feel like this is something valuable, if there's some comments that you want to make or if you just want to make a, a nice deed for the day try and make yourself feel that a little bit better. Um, I would really, really appreciate if you left a rating, a review, a comment on this video. It helps get it out there a little bit more to potentially help more people who might be in a a similar situation to you, as well as it really just helps support me. Um, But yeah, if you feel like doing a good deed, I would appreciate that so much. But let's jump into today's episode. So today I want to talk about values-based action. This is something that I go through with every single one of my clients and I think it's really one of the key cornerstones to setting us up for long-term success. So value-based action, it's more or less what it sounds like. It's figuring out what you value, what's important to you and creating the actions against that to help you find that more meaning in your life. Um, So today I want to talk through Uh, what it is, why it's important, how you can implement it, um, and really the beautiful impact that it can have in your life, not just making you more happy, but especially looking at your food and your health, which is obviously what I work with people for. Um, So value-based action. It's essentially looking at what are the values that you've got. So a really common example is a lot of people value fun, a lot of people value spontaneity, but when we're say 40 years old we've got a wife we've got kids we've got a very busy nine-to-five job these are things which can really start to fall by the wayside and we start feeling not particularly fantastic about ourselves so with the example of value-based action what would we do so we'd go through we'd look at all the different values this person has what they care about we would see which ones are maybe lacking a little bit more and which ones we need to give some more attention to. So if it were fun, spontaneity, this person's day currently might look like, um, you know, they get up 6 a.m., go to work, get back home after a long commute at maybe 5 to 6 p.m. They have to help out with the kids, they have to cook dinner, they might have a little bit of work to do at home, go to sleep, rinse and repeat, And then on weekends, it's all about the kids. They don't see their friends often. They don't get much downtime for themselves. It's all about other people. So if fun and spontaneity was something that we wanted to include in there, we might say, is there a night of the week where we can set some time aside to go see some friends? Is there some time on the weekend where we can go do something fun and exciting with the kids? Or, you know, is it one weekend a month that we might be able to set up and go do something with some mates? Now, simply by 
incorporating that value more into that person's life, there's a number of things that will happen from there. The first is they're now going to be living a life that's more aligned to the person they want to be. So naturally, when we start becoming more in tune to the person that we want to become, we experience a lot more positive emotions. Um, when you're feeling as though everything you're doing doesn't make you happy or it's not what you want to be doing, then there's obviously going to be a lot of negative emotions that come with that. And as we've talked about in the previous episode, these negative emotions are things that can really fuel negative behaviors. When we feel like crap, whether it's you know someone said something nasty to us at work or whether we're just thinking, I'm sick of doing all this boring stuff, when that emotion's got a hold of us, it's a lot more difficult to get out and do the things that we know are gonna be beneficial for us and really take care of us. You know, when you come home after a long day and you feel like crap, it's gonna be a lot harder to get off the couch and go for that run that you're looking to do or cook that nice meal and put in that extra effort to your food that you, you know, planned on doing. Whereas if we're living a life where we feel a lot more positive and upbeat because we are living toward these values, then it makes a lot of those things so much easier there's a lot more um, positive messages going through our brains and that negative chatter on the little radio the doomsday radio on our head it really starts quieting down now obviously in a situation like this where you know doing those towards moves those positive behaviors that are going to be taking you towards where you want to be when they are made a lot more easier and hassle-free then Obviously, when we start doing more of them, we are moving towards our goals. So simply by looking at the values that we care about and not focusing on the food itself, not focusing on the exercise or whatever, again, taking us away from that diet mentality and living just based on our values, this can have a huge impact on obviously not just our life, but also our health. Um, So why would you be doing this? Well, the first thing is, if you're not living against your values and you start a diet, it's something that you're not going to stick to forever because you still hate what you do. Chances are you're going to hate the diet as well, even though it might be bringing you some results. And it's not going to set you up for long term. Now, as I just talked about, it's a real paradox there by not focusing on the food or the exercise and focusing on the values that you care about. These are the things that we end up setting up for ourselves down the track as well as you know obviously a plethora of other positive things that come into our life from there Um, the other important thing about it is um, really caring for yourself long term so as I said when you set up for that eight-week challenge and you haven't changed anything about your life you want to stop because this isn't fulfilling, it doesn't make you happy, it doesn't fill you with joy, you don't enjoy doing any of the things that, you know, even though they are toward moves, it doesn't fill you with happiness and make you want to keep going. And eventually down the track, you're going to say, this is too hard, I don't enjoy it enough and I want to stop. So again, it comes back to that question, would you rather, you know, have achieved your goals for eight weeks or doing these behaviors for eight weeks and feeling good for yourself for eight weeks for you know, doing those things? Or would you rather set something up that's not just achieving those goals long term, but 
making yourself happy and living by the values that you really care about. You know, when a lot of people come in and they say, I want to lose 10 kilos, well, a number on a scale, although you might think it feels good, there's a lot of reasons underpinning why that might be important to you. And unless we can really get to those deep-seated beliefs, um, emotions, and values that are underneath there, then that's not going to stick with you. It's not important enough to see a number on the scale. It is important enough if we were to say, you know, if you died tomorrow, what would you want people to say about you? Would you want them to say, oh, it was 70 kilos, but they were still an asshole? Or would you rather them say, oh, you know, he was 80 kilos, but he was the nicest person in the world? Um, so this is, again, taking us down the next step is, well, value-based action, how do we start to implement that? So going off what I just said, the first thing is obviously figuring out, well, what are the values that you care about? Now, the beautiful thing is this is different for every single person. Um, some of the values that come up actually really surprise me sometimes. And, you know, it's, it's really funny to think how different I am than from my partner, my clients, my brothers, my parents, my friends. You know, obviously we all hang out and there's a lot of similarities between us when we're doing those things. Um, but it's, it's really bizarre and... Um, yeah, it's funny to see how different every single person is and the values that they have. So the first thing is figuring out what they are. So you can go online and figure out, um, you know, say there might be, I'm sure there's websites out there to help pick out your values. Um, but I suppose the easiest way that I like to do it with people is, as I was saying, how would you like to be described at your funeral? Would you want them to say that you weren't there for your family? Or would you want them to say that you are like very loving and caring? Would you want them to say you were patient with everyone? Or would you want them to say that you snapped every time you got frustrated? To get a little bit deeper into this, I, I always like to prompt people in different parts of their life. So how would you like your partner to describe you at your funeral? How would you like your kids, your family, your friends, your colleagues? Now, this is good because it helps us prompt different areas of our life. Um, so friends might be a lot more, uh, you know, fun, open-minded colleagues. It might be like driven, ambitious, hardworking. Kids might be um, loving, fun, uh, and, you know, wife or partner could be um, very loving, uh, very kind, very patient, um, and really figuring out in all aspects of your life, what are the things that are most important for you? Now, from here, once you've got a good list of all the different things that you care about, then we need to try and narrow it down a bit. So most people, they're gonna have upwards of 10, probably 20 different values. I want you to try to pick a top five. So once you've got a top five, these are the things that are at the very core of your being. These are the absolute non-negotiables. But the funny thing is, when life gets busy, when we get carried away, these things can slip from us very, very quickly. And you'll find that a lot of the times, these are the things that we know bring us great happiness. But as I said, when things get busy, we just don't um, think or care about them enough to try and maintain them. When we've got these top five, I just want you to take a look at them and think, which ones am I most out of line with right now? Which ones 
do I really, really value, but am I not necessarily living right now? Um, so to give you an insight into my personal life, uh, one that I've definitely been working on lately is patience. Um, running my own business can be very stressful at times, although there is an incredible amount of perks. I don't want to um, shit on it because it's incredible being able to work for myself. Um, but it's stressful sometimes. You don't have anyone else to rely on. Um, you know, the buck stops with you. And sometimes I'll be the first to admit that I bring that into my home life and it does affect um, the people around me. You know, when I've just had a long, hard day, I'm stressed, I'm not always the nicest person to be around. So that's something that I really care about. You know, I don't want to be at my funeral if, say, I was in a car crash tomorrow and people say, yeah, when he was stressed, he got really grumpy. You know, I want them to say that he was always patient, um, he was always loving, regardless of the situation that he was going through. Um, so yeah, for me, that's the biggest thing that I'm working on right now, but it's figuring out what are you most out of line with and what's the thing that's gonna make the biggest impact for you to realign with. Um, now, once you've figured out what your value is, then we need to figure out the action which is obviously based on that value. So, as I said, with someone that uh, they value fun, we need to try creating some actions that are gonna bring that fun in. For myself, um, I need to bring in some actions that are gonna help uh, promote patience, particularly when I'm feeling impatient. <laughs> um, so, you need to look at, well, what are the things that take me away from there and what's something alternative that I can do? What's a towards move that I can make instead of the away move when I'm feeling hooked by particular emotions? Um, actually, that's a good place for us to dig into for a second. So as we've talked about before, every single thing that we do is a choice. When I'm stressed and I'm not patient or you know, I, I make a nasty little comment here, that's a choice. I'm totally in control to stop that, but I'm hooked by the emotions sometimes and that takes me away. So I need to think, well, in that situation, when I feel those emotions, it's not gonna be simple to make a towards moves because these emotions are really gonna hook me and they're gonna be a big influence to make those away moves. So firstly, how can I start to unhook from them? Um, you know, is it something like taking a few deep breaths? I know that that's always really powerful for me. Um, I know that trying to, I suppose, anchor myself, and this is a technique that I go through with my clients. I might, I might share that in the podcast going forward. Um, even just getting my feet on the ground and the grass. Um, exercise is a great one for my stress. Um, got a few meditations that I really, really love. Um, these are the things that I need to do to unhook from those emotions and that stress, because if I don't unhook from that, then it's gonna be a lot easier for me to give in to those emotions and make those away moves. So whether it's snapping or getting upset about something that I shouldn't or being a bit hypercritical. So my towards moves would be, I need to take that time to really chill out when I'm feeling those emotions. I need to dig in, realize why those emotions have come up, where they've come from, what are the narratives that I'm telling myself. 
I need to go through them. I need to work with them and accept them. Now again, this isn't all straightforward and they do take a lot of practice and a few um, techniques to go through, which I'll, I'll share with you down the track. Um, but you need to really work through those things because otherwise it's really just like avoiding and it's gonna come rearing its head sooner rather than later. Um, avoidance is something that I work with people a lot as well because going through this work together, it's not about getting rid of that emotion, it's about working with it so that it doesn't have control over you. Um, obviously the perk about this is now even for myself again when I'm able to decrease that stress when I'm not as tempted to take those away moves um, but when I do choose to really unhook from that emotion and do the, the towards moves to, be, to becoming that person that I want to be which is a lot more patient and therefore loving and caring from there by doing that that sets me up to really do all the other actions that I care about um, you know, I, I love exercise, I love running, but it's something that I honestly haven't been doing too much of lately. And simply by focusing on being more patient, being more um, present and attentive and all the things that come with that, I've been able to get so much more things done for myself. I'm caring for myself so much better, which as we've talked about earlier, this is the paradox that it creates by looking at the values-based action rather than just the skin deep goal like you know I want to weigh 10 kilos less or whatever it might be um, values based action is an incredible thing for every single person I work with it's really really transformative not just for their health but everyone's lifestyle as well I really implore you to look into this yourself uh, whether you're a dietitian listening to the podcast or whether you're someone who just wants to make some changes for themselves um, living by your values is not just something that can improve your health, but as I said, you know, we, life should never be taken for granted. It's a horrible car accident could happen tomorrow. You could be hit by a bus. You know, it sounds a bit comical, but you know, these things are tr these things are true. If you died tomorrow, what kind of person would you want someone to be, or what kind of person would you want someone to think you were? You know, we all get buried 12 feet under, but it's the legacy that we leave behind, which is the most important thing for us. Um, so yeah, you can see that we're going to be getting a little bit deep in these podcasts as we go through, and that's the important thing. It's important that we bring up these emotions. We can become a little bit vulnerable to each other because unless we're able to be vulnerable, then we're never going to be able to make the progress to help us move past these negative emotions, which hold us back and really work with them so that they don't have the con that control over us going forward and we can create that life that we want to live. Thanks very much for listening, guys. This has been episode two, talking about values-based action. As I said, I would love it so much and appreciate it so much if you were able to leave a review on this podcast. If you've got uh, any questions or you just want to get in contact with me and say, hey, please send me a message on Instagram at discovery underscore nutrition. I'm Nathan Baldwin. Thanks very much for listening. And as always, enjoy your day.
guys. As always, I just wanted to end the episode by saying everything that we talk about, this is educational by nature. So everything isn't designed specifically to the one person and you shouldn't take this um, as you know specific advice for you. You should always seek help from a professional. Um, thanks very much for listening and I hope you enjoyed it.